Well, welcome everybody to the November 9th edition of the Ag Market Network. This is our monthly cotton market teleconference. Uh, our program is sponsored by BASF. BASF, as you know, uh, the owners of FiberMax and Stonebull's uh, Cottonseed, and uh, they make this program possible. We appreciate it. And uh, we, uh, we will have today in our program, Gerald Nieper will be leading us talking about the crop reports that just came out. Gerald, thanks for uh, joining us and giving us your thoughts uh, on the cotton market. Well, thank you, Pat. Uh, I was just looking at prices today, thinking about uh, uh, what's happened in the last month. And if, if, if for some reason you, you left last month, you, you only saw October 11th and October 12th of last month, and then you look at Yesterday and today's prices, you would think, oh, there's absolutely nothing going on in the market. You know, on October 11th, the market had a high of 89.78. On November 8th, which was yesterday, we had a high of 89.31. We settled at 88.86 on October 11th, and we settled yesterday at 87.68. On the day of the report last month, we had a high of 88.76. Today, we had a high of 88.75. You know, uh, we had a low of on October 12th of 84.86. We ended up settling at 84.92. Today, we had a low of 84.19, and we settled at 86.50. So again, if if, if you just walk, went to Tahiti for a month right after right after October 12th and you couldn't get Internet reception, then you came back and all you could get was yesterday's and today's. You're thinking, nothing happened. You know, in the meantime, we fell all the way down to 7021 and then turned around and just made this mad dash back up to the same place that we were the previous month. Well, USDA's numbers changed a little bit over the past month. That's for darn sure. Um, you know, they, they reduced world consumption by one point or world production by 1.6 million bales uh, via it being too wet in Australia, West Africa, Pakistan. Australia was down 500,000 bales. West Africa down 630,000. They reduced Pakistan 700,000. That was offset by an increase of 219,000 bales in the United States, um, which may be a little bit surprising because I think we were all sort of expecting a little bit smaller crop, at least last month. But as pickers got in the field uh, last month and they started going through things, you started picking up the reports that yields were were coming in better than, than people expected. Um, so it wasn't too too much of a surprise to see Memphis Eastern come up a little bit, Texas came down a little bit, and uh, the far west was, you know, essentially unchanged, except for a a minor revision there in in, in Arizona and New Mexico. Uh, They even revised uh, Pima production up 2,000 bales, which I think at some point when they actually care about getting an accurate estimate on Pima, we'll actually see that number come down to somewhere between four to 425,000 bales versus the 470,000 bales. Um, you know, to no one's surprise, um, and as we've been talking about, they did reduce world consumption. Pakistan came down 300,000 bales. 
um, Bangladesh 300,000, and Indonesia 50,000. So only three countries that they revised down, you know, from, from last month uh, on the consumption side when I think, uh, you know, given, given the negativity that seems to be going around out there, and believe me, I've, I've been part of it in terms of what, what, uh, what the consumption numbers could be, um, you know, it's, uh, it, that, that was a very mild decrease. Um, you know, we're only down 2% versus uh, 2021, but we're down 6.7% versus 20, uh, 2020. You know, in, in 2019, the world, the 2019-2020 crop year, USDA really made a big cut in, in consumption. You know, in 2019, world consumption was 200, was, uh, they came out with a final estimate of 104 million bales of cotton. Uh, for world consumption, which was down from, uh, which was down significantly from almost 120 million from the previous crop year. Well, in the 2021 crop year, or 2020 crop year, we jumped all the way up to 123 million bales. Um, so the 2020 crop year consisted of 2020, of course, August through July of 21, and and then in the 21 crop year, um, you know, it went from August of 21 to July of this year. Well, they, they knocked consumption down, you know, almost 6 million bales in the 21 crop year. Um, and now we're down about, you know, we're down uh, another uh, 2.5 million bales from, from this last year. So I'm just wondering in terms of all this negativity, that we're thinking should come from this particular crop year, that that hasn't already been captured, you know, in the combined last two crop years. And maybe that's why we're not seeing such a big drop. You know, that and, and USDA, of course, they've got some sort of a black box or the fancy, you know, equation in there that takes into account a whole lot of things, you know, IMF world growth projections, what's going on, you know, uh, relative prices here and there. So, you know, maybe USDA is not as far off as, as we think, although I do think that we may eventually have to come down some more. So maybe that's what this market is sniffing out, that um, a, a lot of this negativity on the consumption side has already been captured between the, between the last two crop years. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here a little bit, guys. I, I, I don't know anything for sure, but... Um, it, it, uh, you know, the other thing that bothers me a little bit is that they really haven't done much of, of anything with, with U.S. consumption. And, I, you know, I, I think that number is going to need to come down. You know, will it be significant? I, I don't know about that, but I do think it needs to come down a little bit from the 2.3 million bales. Maybe get some when it's all said and done. Maybe get something closer to to two to two point one million, and uh, the uh, uh, so I don't you know I, I, again I think the market may be sniffing out something here that uh, um, you know things aren't as negative as we think or it, it's already been captured in, in some of these numbers. But uh, we'll just have to, to wait to see till we get a little further down the road. Uh, Pat, that's all I really have to say about uh, the report, other than the fact that I think that, uh, 
you know, surprisingly, I, you know, there's a possibility that Memphis Eastern could could pop up a little bit higher on their production number, and uh, you know, maybe Texas moves a little bit lower. So you know, 14 million plus or minus, you know, 150,000 bales is probably going to end up being a, a final production number for for the U.S. Maybe maybe 14 million plus or minus 200,000. Um, you know, USDA did not do anything with, uh, well, I guess they did reduce, let me get my notes here for a second, guys. Um, I guess we did reduce U.S., did we do, no, we didn't reduce U.S. exports. They left U.S. exports alone by virtue of the fact that U.S. consumption or U.S. production went up by 219,000 bales. That's really the only thing that added, you know, to our ending stock number was a 200,000 bale increase in, in U.S. ending stocks up to 3 million, which, you know, versus a year ago, we're still down 750,000 bales from the end of the 2021 crop year. So, you know, it, assuming USDA is right, and I'm not going to say they're wrong right now, I mean, from a historical perspective, 3 million bales is, is still pretty tight. That would be all I have to say. If anybody's got any questions or comments or would like to uh, uh, add some color to my commentary, that'd be fine. I've got a question, Gerald. So if, if you think that the world numbers don't really paint a bearish picture, the world numbers as expressed today, the market went down today, would you attribute that to people sort of swallowing and saying, well, gee, maybe the U.S. crop is, is bigger than we thought? A, a reaction to that or just... I mean, who knows why the market went down today, but um. well, well, I think at first blush, when you sat there and you looked at the numbers, you know, um, the uh, uh, you know world consumption down. Now, world-ending stocks, you know, did not decline, uh, right. or they did decline by what six hundred thousand bales or something of that nature, uh, just by virtue of the fact that you know you had such a large. Uh, uh, decrease in, in world production. So I'm not sure why it was so negative right off the bat there, other than the fact that maybe everybody was expecting U.S. production to come down and, and a, a little bit anyway, and instead we, we went up. I think, I think that was the initial, uh, you know, headline yeah. view there, you know, world product or U.S. production up 2% from a year from last month. Yeah. Well, that was certainly the the burning question on Ag Twitter after the report came out was the disbelief of no, you know, this can't be right. There's no way this is going to be right. You know, what's what's the real Texas number? Blah blah blah. Which led me to just go take a look. They they put out a number for Texas for production of three point three four five million bales, and I I went and took a look just at a. And 3.34, the last time we had production that low was in 1980. So it's, it's a pretty historically, it's a low number, um, even though even though they bumped it up a, a little bit. It's, 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 it's still a pretty low number, um, for what it's yeah. worth. And USDA still may not have, uh, or we may have not completely accounted for all of the abandoned acres in, in Texas. Yeah. So, you know... Um, you, you talk around and 
you know, there's a couple of folks that think that 3-3 three, three to 3-4 three, is, is okay, but it seems like the preponderance of people, uh, especially if you drive around and talk to anybody on the high plains, is they're thinking, you know, this Texas crop ought to be, need to be, just just has to be smaller than, than 3 million bales. Um, so um, are you hearing that people are picking better than they thought they would, John, in various mm, places? I, I have not heard, heard that. that. I've I've heard the reverse, the opposite. Yes. Well, you want to? I'll tell you what. Let's do. Uh, if you're out there listening and you're in West Texas, well, and you want to give us kind of a report on uh, on what yields are doing, I'm going to unmute this phone, and you're welcome to to, uh, to comment. All right, if anybody's out there in West Texas and they want to talk about uh, how the yields have been going, please uh, please give us some input. Or not. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've got anything you want to say about the crop, let us know. Pat, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, this this Brad Hickinson. Um, you know, I think everybody's afraid to say something because nobody believes how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, you know the compress is in Lubbock is last forecast was low over five hundred thousand bales, and last year they were over two million two point four in a year that wasn't great. Um, I don't know what the the Lovecock compress does, and I don't know what, you know, Dr. Robinson probably knows what South Texas has done, but I just, and it, it's unreal how little cotton there is here, and, and there's still cotton being insurance out every day now because people around me that had irrigated thought it was going to make something, they get out there, and I mean, there's some drip fields that are okay. Uh, there's some. There's a spot in Hell County that's pretty good in East Western Floyd, but other than that, you drive and you just don't see any cotton except right around Slayton or East Side of Lubbock, and then everywhere else is just a patch here and there. It's. It's. I've never seen anything like it, and and we've we've got quite a bit of harvest cotton to harvest that we kept, but it's 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 turning out to look. I mean, it's pretty poor. Like I say, I think my son had another thousand acres suggested last week that we thought would make three quarters of bale, and then after that rain, it threw everything off, and there's nothing on it but squares and blooms. So we've just never seen a crop stress this much. But I don't know what other people are seeing, but you, you talk to the Jenners, and I don't think they think this crop's very big. So I think there's still a big cut to come from up here. Some of the panhandle's doing pretty good. There's just not many acres up there. Okay. I don't know what other people are hearing. Anybody else? Anybody else listening want to uh, make a contribution to the discussion? Okay. I think that Brad made a very good point about uh, that just all these acres have not all been, you know, zeroed out yet. And, uh, or, you know, you had a, you had some weather on it and, so yeah, I, it, it it certainly would feel like we probably got some more cuts coming in in Texas. 
Well, when traditionally, yeah. when are they going to be sh- those going to be showing up? Well, uh, traditionally, they would have been now, but I, Pat, I've got crop insurance claims haven't even been worked from June yet because they are so far behind. I mean, it, it, this is like all the insurance people are saying this is a perfect storm. My, my insurance adjuster told me he thought 95% of the policies out here would have some kind of loss, and that's he's just they're overwhelmed. I mean, they they hadn't even got the first round of claims done on the cotton that didn't come up to much less start working on failing the acres that they took out on bulk counts when there was nothing there when it opened. And, and they're still taking cotton out every day. I mean, because the farther people go along, and we're fixing to see a, a probably a season-ending freeze, growing season-ending freeze Friday night, and these people have been sitting there, especially if they got any weak irrigated or a few patches of dry land here and here that came up that burned up. When it freezes, I think there's going to be even more than that that's taken out. So it's just uh, I've never seen them this far behind. I've never not had claims myself not be processed by now from the summer. Um, you know, it, it's just, just a, it, it's really unbelievable. And, you know, my crop insurance agent is think about stress out because they can't get stuff done but there's just so many claims there's only so much they can do at a time and like i say we're, we're still not processed from the summer you know the early season so i don't know when those acres are going to show up hmm. all right any, <coughs> any other comments from anyone else uh, all right well let's uh Let's just go for it. Anybody else on our panel want to make any comments about anything? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, well, I'm sorry, Pat. We, we're we're not very responsive today. Maybe that's because uh, we've been so highly accurate the last three months. <laughs> we're scared to say anything, uh, but uh, I, you know, it's some of this, uh, some of this bearishness today could be. I, I don't know this; it's pure speculation. Could be related to the report that came out that China is uh, China's anticipation is is that they will cut imports by some. Oh, what? Uh, 600,000 bales, 700,000 bales. Uh, that it's in the it was in the market, I think, for the most part, but it was not did not make the news until this morning. Uh, so I would leave it at that. You know, if you look at this thing, we rallied over about a six trading day period over the well, I say the last week and a half, we rallied 19 cents. And from rallying 19 cents today, we were down 118. So I don't know that this is so much a big negative thing. The market did react in a negative way. We were down 350 after this report came out, started popping right back up again. I mean, could it be we've overdone it so much and we built such a big spec position in here that this market's kind of hard to be logical right now? But uh, it's it's hard to explain for everybody. Yeah, well, we won't know. What you say? Go ahead, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I was just saying we won't know till till Friday how much of that 
that that hedge fund's net short position has been covered. But I mean, that was certainly the, the you know the fuel for what we saw last week. I, I just I don't know whether that's petered out or not. Certainly, today's initial response was not uh, was not a negative in my mind. Uh, as you know better than I, that the markets overreact up and down. They tend to overreact to the downside, in my opinion, more so. But uh, today's drawback uh, very normal, I would say, based on what we this eighteen nineteen cent run up that we saw. It would I would think that we should be down. Uh, just based on normal trading uh, positions. We should have been down sooner or later, 100 points, 150 points, maybe even 250 points. All right. Any any other any other feelings, any other thoughts? Uh, I just want to make a couple of comments, just Kip, on the um, – Gerald mentioned it earlier. He expects that maybe we'll see a little bit more reduction in uh, – in world consumption or our cotton consumption, you know, I presume worldwide, I would expect that to be the case. I don't think we're going to see this big a number each month from now on, but I would expect to see a couple of more. We're still in a situation where the um, the U.S. and global economy is is uncertain and, and a bit of uh, of weakness, which frequently translates into consumers putting their hands in their pockets. And uh, we're getting some reports now that some of these uh, retail sales, uh, just body reports I'm getting here and there, that consumers are, in fact, not spending like they were. And there's some concern that that Christmas may not be what we thought it was going to be maybe even a month or two ago. So I think that's going to move the brands into uh, more of a uh, price point sensitivity than they have been. And that generally translates in, uh, and then somewhat weaker demand. So from that, I, I'm not saying the market's going to go to back to 70 cents, uh, you know, but I think it's going to be hard to get much of a, a big rally from here. We probably just do a little backfilling, as as Oa mentioned. The market's supposed to trade, and we we've, uh, we've seen some pretty big moves in this market, and maybe we're just going to chop around in the in the mid to low 80s, maybe high 70s for a while here until we sort out uh, this inflation and, and the consumer's sort of behavior in this environment. So I guess that's all I need to say. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what, Kip, you know, uh, Pat, with, with respect to well, what Kip said about what, consumers, uh, to echo and uh, agree with what he said, we did note this week that uh, consumer debt via credit card uh, reached its highest level in two decades this week. So, you know, the consumers are going to have to back off further with this debt growing that way. All right. Well, let's let's go to Gerald and ask, uh, what are your thoughts, Gerald, going forward on on price? What do you what, what do you think we're going to see? <laughs> oh, good question. Um, I wish I had a good answer. The you know before this market crapped out, you know we made a high of one eighteen fifty three, and then we made a low, what last week or whatever it was of seventy twenty one. That's a forty eight thirty two forty eight cent thirty forty four hundred forty eight hundred and thirty two point move. 
Now, I'm no Elliott waiver, but just a one-third retracement of that, you know, put you at 88.67. Well, we made it back up to 89.31. You know, 50% retracement puts you at 94.37. There's something that I like to look at that I've been keeping track of for quite a while. It's called called a percentage price oscillator. And it messes with moving averages and, and everything, and and um, it's as it's as beat up. It had been as beat up as it had been since like the 2011 12 crop year when prices just really fell from from the highs. So you know, and even last week when we you know managed to make it back up to you know the the uh, uh, the low or the higher 80s. You know, it barely turned that thing around. So I think I think we've got a little more upside here. Um, you know, a 50% retracement would put us at 94.37. So somewhere between 89 and 94 cents, I think the market has an opportunity to, to get to. Um, you know, without a without a surprise. You know, on the downside. Um, you know, I remember last month we were all talking, and I was probably the least negative of everyone. Uh, John, I think you and uh, and Kip and, and OA were all, you know, thinking that we could move into the into the 70s. Um, and my only response was, well, if we broke 81 cents, you know, on a closing basis, we could be at 77 cents in a hurry. I don't think any of us thought that we'd see, you know, 70 cents. You know, I think 75 to 77 cents was as low as anybody was was willing to go. Um, the, uh, um, you know, we may have to go back and and test support again. You know, support to me would be 78 cents, um, and uh, resistance would be 94. So 78 to 94, you know, probably for the next month or so. Until we get into the, you know, into January, I think is, you know, is is anybody's guess. So put me okay. down for seventy-eight to ninety-four. All right. Well, um, here's here's a a question. Let's look at December two thousand twenty-three, and the question is, how high do you think December two thousand twenty-three's got to get? Uh, looking on out in the future here, uh, toward the spring. Uh, to be able to attract adequate acres, or do they even care? If coin well, prices think, think stay where they are, it has to get pretty high. Gerald, what do you think? I think to to change anybody's mind, if they've already thought, "Heck, I'm going to plant corn," like John said. I think you're up to get to a minimum of 85 cents to start going. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe I, I will plant some, some, some uh, maybe I won't cut my cotton acres as much this next year. Okay, uh, John, what are your what are your thoughts on old crop, and then also a comment about how high new crop needs to get. So if I was just going to pick a 12 cent range I'd probably go down to the gap at 76 which would put me up at like 88 but actually that's probably too low listening to Gerald so I'd say 76 to 90 and for new crop 
you know, in the Delta and Southeast and other places in the belt, yeah, I think you need, I mean, I've, I've heard from, I've heard OA say, and I think I've heard Delta growers themselves say they, they need, really need 90 cent futures for, you know, to make things work, to attract it. And so, you know, corn prices are good, soybean prices are good. Um, so 85 to 90. Okay. And I don't know if that'll happen before before planting, so it may that may just set us up for a late spring rally once the market figures out not much is planted and it's still dry. All right, Kip. Well, I like the um, I like the thought of I would say ninety cents at the upside and then probably seventy six cents uh, on the on the low end here in the short term. I'm a little bit biased to not the seventy six, but more mid to low 80 kind of range uh, uh, as a trading range for uh, for current crop. New crop, I, there's so many factors out there, as we know. Uh, inflation right now is running away, uh, and that's going to mean everything has to go up. If, if we get a break in that and these fertilizer prices start to move down, maybe we don't have to have the 90 cents. But I, at this point, we can only go by what we know, and I think probably 80 85 cents is kind of what, what we're going to need. Maybe even a little more than that to get uh, to get guys really excited about cotton. And cotton. Okay. Away. Well, uh, uh, yes, I, I basically agree with everything that's being said. I think <clears throat> this particular year, in spite of inflation being as bad as it is, uh, because of rotational patterns and, and the commitment to plant some cotton anyway, just to maintain the rotation, I think 85 cents begins to buy acres this year uh, just because of the lumpiness of assets. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll plant, as I said, because I'll plant extra at 85 cents just because they've got to plant to maintain their rotation. Uh, otherwise, I think it does take near 90 cents for most Delta growers now to commit to uh, cotton outright or to increase their outright cotton vis-a-vis uh, -vis soybeans or corn. The I, As far as a high and a low, I would tend to think to me the low 80s uh, takes the low somewhere around 82 cents. But then again, we talk about being just four or five cents away from that number. So uh, you're talking about a low and saying it's just four cents below where you are now. You really ought to back your low off a little bit, but I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not excited at all about demand. Uh, I think probably the market went down so low, yes, because of demand, but because the, the the specs had an absolutely wonderful ride, and no one was, the mills were too nervous to step in. So consequently, that I think that's why uh, one of the reasons we did go so low. I've got a top somewhere around 94 cents. Uh, and, and just to repeat what I just said, we can't uh, discard how bad this demand is as much as we would like to. Thank you. Okay. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and uh, and wrap it up. Uh, we want to uh, uh, thanks uh, uh, for uh, BASF for sponsoring our meeting today. We appreciate them and all they do for us. Thanks 
to Gerald for leading us and for our cotton panel. Uh, thank, thanks to you, our listeners, uh, and that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. <laughs>